It's a real honor to be here today. Um, I haven't been to a morning service yet, and so it's really great to see faces that I haven't got to see in a while and faces that I don't yet know. So it's an honor to be here. Um, taking off my shoes, I didn't think I'd do that. Um, I haven't spoke, uh, preached, let's use the word. I used to say share because preach had too much <laughs> responsibility. So I'm going to share today. Um, in, in a long time. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Becky. Most of you all know that I'm Becky Coons, and, uh, and I serve on our leadership team. I'm a social worker, child protection social worker here in Creston. I've been in Creston for almost six years. I have two children. My daughter's 10. Her name is Jalen. My son is seven. His name is Ethan. I'm a single parent, and, uh, and I used to pastor. And so it's been a long time since I've, I think, I think I was pregnant with Jaylen the last time I preached, shared. And, uh, and so it's been a journey for me to get here of, of hearing God and being encouraged by friends and to step out in those gifts that sometimes need to lie dormant for a while. Gift. We'll see how it goes after this. Might not be such a gift, but <laughs> we'll see how that works. Um, and so I take off my shoes. Um, because I'm standing on holy ground, that's really not it at all. Uh, but I used to. There's a there's a scripture about taking off your shoes. You're on holy ground. Really, the truth is, is that sometimes I'm afraid I'm going to fall if I wear shoes. It's completely irrational. I'm wearing flats, comfy, but I always take off my shoes because I'm afraid I'm going to trip. Anyway, so that's my my secret confession. Um, so, as I was saying, I, I used to pastor. I was a youth pastor um, and was the only pastor in our church for about seven months between senior pastors. Um, up in Fort Nelson, B.C., I pastored for a couple of years and um, remained active even after pastoring. Um, and then I had children, and life changes when you have kids. Anybody? Life changes when you have children. And um, so here I am today. I'm praying, I've been praying and hoping that today what I have to say is clear and makes sense. Um, and if it doesn't, well, I'll stay for the coffee. So it'll be good. It'll be good. I'm trying to think what else I need to tell you. Um, you guys are fabulous. So let's pray, and then we'll, we'll dig in to this. God, we thank you that uh, my words can be your words. Lord, help us to hear what you have to say, and help me to speak clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. Today I'm going to talk about it's a two. I'm having a heart. Sorry. I need to rearrange here. Sorry for you music people if I'm moving all your stuff. Um, okay. I'm not. Okay. We'll just go this way. Today we're going to talk about, today it's a two-way street. And we've been talking about the gift of serving. We've been talking about using your gifts, serving in different ways, being a body in a community that can serve one another, serve other believers, serve those who don't yet know Christ. That we can be a people who are beyond ourselves, right? A people who can serve in, in the small ways and in the really big ways, right? We've got Picker's Lunch coming up. Oh, sorry, that's a little plug. On the 23rd, I think it is, of July. Mark it on your calendars. Um, a great way to serve big, for sure. Today we're going to look at how service is a two-way street. And uh, we're going to start by reading our scripture today. And it's Luke chapter 9, verses 1 to 6. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. 
and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, Take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. And if we go to uh, chapter 22, 35, it's not up there. It says, then Jesus asked them, when I sent you without a purse, a bag or sandals, did you lack anything? Nothing they answered. It's pretty, for those of us who have been in church, it's a pretty common verse, right? God's going to meet all your needs, right? Basic. That's what this means. That's kind of the only way I'd ever really looked at it until recently when Tom and I were out for a walk and I was prepping for, for today. And uh, I had a, some clarity around this for me. Yes, God is going to meet your needs. For sure, that's what this means. Totally. But let's look at this verse. Take no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Has anybody ever gone on an important, I don't know, missions trip, business trip, really fun holiday, right? Maybe you're going to visit family. Take no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Okay, I have a hard time with this. Anybody who knows me understands. Usually I'm packed and my bags are in the truck a few days before the day we actually leave. Right? This is my survival mechanism. If I leave it to the night before, I panic and think I can't possibly do it all in 12 hours. So I do it like three, four days before. Right? My kids leave tomorrow for a field trip for four days, and both of their bags are packed for three days. The lunches are made in the fridge, and we are good to go tomorrow morning. Right? Um, so I really struggle, I struggle with this one. Can you imagine going, say, 12 of you? I don't know, 12 disciples, 12 of you. You take off from church. You're going to go, and you're going to go serve in at Covenant Bay for the Fort Mac people. I don't know, right? Take nothing with you. Uh, sorry, God, but like, I don't want to impose on anybody, right? Stay with people. I have a hard time imagining what this would have felt like, right? It's one thing to go stay with a best friend, right? You can impose on your best friend, right? Show up at their house, put your feet up on their couch, eat all their food from their fridge, dig into their closet. You know, you can do that. But imagine going with a group of people, right? Imagine showing up in a town where you don't know anybody, right? You're there because God has sent you. You're going to perform miracles. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to do all this amazing stuff. But you need to stay with somebody. It's hard, right? Now, and you can't even pay them. Like, if you could pay them, then maybe it wouldn't feel so bad to eat their food and use their washing machine and, and put your feet up on the couch because, you, after all, you paid to be there, right? I think that God has a little bit more than um, I'm going to meet all your needs to show us in this scripture. So we're going to look at, um, we're going to look at three things that I see from this, right? Number one, that God wants us to show us that he's going to meet our needs, right? God wanted to show the disciples, Jesus wanted to show the disciples that he's going to meet their needs, right? Go, take nothing with you, stay with one person the entire time, right? 
I'm going to meet your needs. He even asked them, did you lack nothing? No, we didn't lack nothing, Jesus. We had it all, right? For sure, super important. Um, but let's, let's go a little bit farther than that. I think that Jesus told them to take nothing as an act of humbling the disciples and putting them in a vulnerable spot. Oh, vulnerability. Ouch. We all love being vulnerable. Am I the only one who loves being vulnerable? Right? I got some definitions. Here we go. The definition of vulnerable. Being capable or susceptible, that word, to being wounded or hurt. Open to moral attack, criticism, temptation, etc. But the main line, capable or being susceptible to being wounded or hurt. Yeah, Jesus, I'll be vulnerable. <laughs> None of us want to be vulnerable. That, that's hard stuff, right? I think when we're real with people, it's an act of being vulnerable, right? When we can show people that we might need them, like really need them, I think we're being vulnerable. Definition of humble. To lower in condition, importance, or dignity. To destroy the independence, power, or will of, or to make meek. Being open, being humble, being vulnerable doesn't come naturally to us as people, or to me. I can't speak for you. Maybe, maybe you're really great at it. I don't imagine many of us are really great at being open, humble, vulnerable. So here Jesus sends out his disciples to heal, right? To do all this stuff, but they have to depend on everybody. They can't depend on their own resources. They have to rely on the people that they're going to. And they need to stay humble. You know, it would have been really easy, I think, to pay for a room, right? To go and we show up at Darlene's house and I pay her for her room and her food and her water and her work. You don't feel so bad staying there, right? But you're going with nothing. Um... You wouldn't need to feel like you needed to rely on anyone. It's, easy. it's easier for us to help other people, right? As humans, it's really a lot easier for us to help somebody else. But here we go. It's a two-way street, right? What about letting people help you? I, I struggle. Anybody, again, who knows me knows I like to be really independent and think I can do it all on my own, but I'm learning that I can't. And I'm learning that there's something good about not being able to do it alone. Whatever that is, right? Um, I'm wondering how this looks in our communities. In our community, yes, of Creston Valley, for sure. But like right here. I think that we live in a culture, and in a society, and a church culture, where as Christians, often we think we need to have it all together. Right? We want to be real enough that people that don't know Jesus get to see the real Jesus, for sure. We want to love them and accept them. But I got it together. I don't really need your help. Right? I've, everything's fine. I've had a good day. Meanwhile, inside you're broken and you're crying and you're hurting. Or you're needing help from somebody else. And I think that as a church culture, we need to learn to be vulnerable. And we need to learn to be humble. And that doesn't happen overnight. It's not like tomorrow we're going to be, you know, our new pews come, our new chairs come, we're going to be humble and vulnerable. 
but it's a challenge I'd like you to think about. Philippians 2, verse 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. I think as these disciples went out and they're healing the sick and they're casting out the demons and they're, you know, preaching the word and they're doing all these great things, that it could have been almost easy to be like, look at us. Look at all that we did at Blossom Fest this weekend. Look at us. Yay, Erickson Covenant Church. Right? Look at all this great stuff we did. Look at all this stuff the disciples did. Could have been kind of easy, but I think that they had to rely on another member of the body, right? That they had to rely on other people to meet their needs made this not quite the same, right? Because it's not all about what we're doing and what I'm doing. It's about what we're doing as a corporate. Yes, some are healing the sick. Some are casting out the demons. Some are making the lunch. Some are doing the laundry, right? Each thing is important in the service and the things that we do. In 1 Corinthians, it talks about being the different parts of the body, right? One person's the hand, one person's the foot, one person's the vital organ, one person's the pinky toe that you always stub, right? But yet they're they're all important. And so as you sit uh, here today and as you go throughout your week, you're maybe you maybe you are the vital heart or maybe you're the brain right but you still need your fingers right you can't be the brain and the fingers we need each other so we need each other on sunday morning when we gather we need each other every day throughout the week we need to know and be okay to go and say hey foot i could really use your help and your gifts and your skills today Because we just don't have it all. We're not islands. We don't have it all together. Service is a two-way street. I also think in the scripture, um, and it ties right in, that Jesus wanted to show that by allowing people to take you in, by allowing people to feed you and clothe you and find you a place to sleep and all those important things, that you were... Um, blessing, allowing those people to be blessed and encouraged. Does that make sense? Right? Because when you're healing the sick and you're casting out demons and you're preaching the word of God and you're doing all those roles that are so visible, right? By allow, I could have paid and gone to my hotel, right? We could do that. We could go to our bed and breakfast or sleep in our own trailer and but by doing that, I'm missing out on this amazing blessing, not only of being served, but of allowing other people to serve me or you or the 12 disciples. Imagine. Can you imagine? Just for a second. Oh, this is like squeezing my head. Can you imagine um, the 12 disciples coming to your home for a meal? Like, these people just healed your cousin who hasn't walked and delivered demons and are bringing life and freedom to people who had nothing. And you get to feed them supper. Like, that's a blessing. Right? I get to do their laundry. Not because of who they are, but that's one thing I can do because 
God hasn't gifted me to cast out demons and to preach and to heal the sick, but I can really wash their feet. And I can really, which was a big deal back then, washing feet, right? We're like, yeah. But when you've been in sandals and dust and crazy other things in the street, it was a big deal, right? So when we allow other people to serve us, there's blessing on them. Have you ever had that feeling? You know, there's there's this feeling that exists and it, uh, it doesn't really have a word. Doesn't, I don't even know really how to describe it, but you know, I think you're all going to get it. Ready? You've done something good for somebody, planned, maybe spontaneous, and there's that feeling. Anybody? Anybody? Does anybody not know that feeling? Right? There's no description. It's this amazing feeling to the core of you when you've got to do something good for somebody else. So last Picker's Lunch, we had a a family come that attends our church, and and they um, were encouraged by mom to come, right? And they were just going to stay for a bit, and then they stayed for the entire thing. And the story goes that they went home, and mom says they wouldn't shut up about Picker's Lunch forever. They, were, they had that feeling. They had that excitement. They got to use their gifts, which were like, I think they were picking up plates from Picker's and bringing them to the kitchen, right? That feeling, there's no word to describe how good that feels. Hey? And I think sometimes we do good things because we like that good feeling, right? It's a good feeling. It's good. And so it should be, right? It can be really hard to get up off the couch. It can be really hard because my garden needs to be weeded. Well, not my garden because I don't garden. But maybe that could be your excuse, right? Your garden needs to be weeded. My lawn needs to be mowed. The beach is looking really nice today, right? You want me to sacrifice the beach? Because God's asking me to do something. But you do it, and that feeling is so worth it. Okay, so that feeling is a two-way street. So when somebody comes to you and wants to serve you, when somebody comes and wants to help you, wants to bless you, and you go, no, I'm fine. Am I the only one that says, no, I'm fine? Because I don't think so. Actually, I know for a fact I'm not. And I have a hard, you ask my friends, I struggle with this all the time. So it's funny that God makes you preach the things on your struggling. But that's okay. Uh, you know, you get held accountable to it. Right? But if we say, no, I'm fine, or no, 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 I can, I can do my lawn. I know you want to, but it's okay. I can do it. Or whatever somebody wants to offer for you to do. Remember that you are robbing them of that blessing. You're taking that feeling a way that you know, I know every one of you, I don't think there's a person that doesn't know that feeling. And when we don't allow other people to serve and to give and to help, we're robbing them of that blessing. It's a two-way street service. We need to serve people. Yes, we need to be visible. Yes, we need to be loving. Yes, we need to allow people to love us. We need to allow people to serve us. We need to allow people to use their gifts in our lives it's okay to not have it all together it's okay to need each other it's okay just to serve somebody because you feel like it 
and it's okay to let somebody serve you because they feel like it. Right? Maybe you don't need someone to cook you dinner. Maybe you don't. But maybe they really want to. Right? Allow people to act in their gifts of service. Because if we're going to grow as a church, if we're going to grow as a community, if we're going to grow in community, we need to live like we're in community. Right? Not on our tropical island all by ourselves where we don't need anybody, but we come to church and we're good and we're happy. Right? We need to love people. We need to share with one another. We need to rely on each other. We need to allow people to try things that are a gift. Right? It doesn't need to be the big, big thing. Right? Maybe it's somebody helping you unload your groceries at the grocery store into your car. Right? Maybe it's not even somebody from our church. Maybe it's a stranger who's like, oh, can I help you load those? No, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. And this person's little happiness is a little bit sadder. Right? Whereas if you're like, sure, that'd be great, think of how you'd feel if somebody let you help. Like you're in the grocery, you're in the parking lot, and you help someone unload their groceries into their car. Wouldn't that feel good? Right? Don't rob other people from that really good feeling. That's my challenge for you today is to um, to um, Allow people to be generous to you, to allow people to serve you, to allow yourselves in turn to serve others, right? Don't be, don't be fake humble, right? This is going to sound weird. Oh, I don't need your help, right? I'm all humble. It's not humble, right? That's being prideful when we don't allow people to help. Being humble is saying, okay, yeah, sure, please help me. Yeah, it might feel weird, right? I don't want to feel embarrassed. But being humble is allowing people in your lives. Be vulnerable to one another. Let's be a church that is real. Let's be a church and a community that is open. Let's show people that Jesus wants to serve them. Because he could, you know, Jesus could have sent manna from the heavens. I honestly believe that Jesus could produce food right there for these 12 disciples. As they're out doing their thing, for sure, right? But he can also use other people to feed them and other people to meet our needs. So God will meet your needs, yes. It's not always going to be some random thing. He might be uh, using the people that are right beside you to meet your needs. Proverbs 11.25 says, The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Let's let people be refreshed by helping us, by being generous. Let's be a church that helps each other prosper and grow. Um, a life of honesty, transparency, and dare we learn to live being comfortable and being vulnerable. Um, so that's it for today. No idea. Longer than four minutes, then we're probably okay. Um, let's pray, and we can go and have a nice coffee and a visit and just enjoy one another's company. God, we thank you today. God, help us through our day and through our weeks, Lord, to just be a church who is real. God, a church who loves you who seeks to serve you and others. But Lord, help us learn to be open, to be willing to uh, not rob that blessing from people when they want to serve or bless us. God, help us to see it in the big things and the small things. Lord, help us to learn that uh, life is a two-way street and that we can take baby steps towards consciously living that way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you.